Hey lady, I'm Jamie and this is the Everyday Queen podcast. Have you ever had the feeling that you are destined for so much more from your life? Like you know you're here to do epic things and really make a difference, but there's something inside you that holds you back and keeps you playing in your comfort zone. If this sounds familiar, I want you to know you are totally in the right place. I created this podcast to share the stories of women just like you. Women who have faced the trials and tribulations of life, overcome their limiting beliefs, and are now bringing their vision boards to life. In between these epic interviews, I will share with you my own ponderings and stories, coupled with actionable tips and tricks on how you can shift your doubt into pure, inspired action towards your dreams. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ladies, welcome back to the Queen Panel series, where nothing is off limits. We discuss real issues in life, love, and business. It really is everything you never knew you needed in a podcast series. The perfect combination of inspiration, education, and entertainment. I'm here with my beautiful panel, Beck from Virtual Vibrance and Samantha from The Business Collective. How are we, ladies? Good, good. Good. Ready for another epic episode. And we were just discussing that this is a super random one. It's actually something that I have already covered myself, but I thought would be fun to talk about with some other perspectives and opinions. So, of course, I needed my most opinionated queens here to talk about it um but this is it's random in that the way that we were inspired to come up with this episode and to bring the topic to you so as everyone I think on the whole planet now knows um Bill and Melinda Gates have announced that they will be having a divorce (laughs) or going through a divorce so that kind of inspired us to talk about how obviously that is a massive move and I don't know how long they've been married or the ins and outs obviously of their marriage or business life or anything like that but it's obviously a huge 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 move and huge pivot for both of them and we were just discussing how we even came to this. So I think, um, Beck, you said that you did some digging on it after you brought it to me. Yeah. Yeah, so I seen it on Facebook and I thought, no, this isn't real. These two, like, no way that they're separating. So I went digging and I did some online research. And, yes, after over 30 years together, they are getting separated and they announced their separation and, will be moving through a divorce um, proceedings. And the big thing that got me was that there's no prenup because back when they first got together, Microsoft was just this little company worth bugger all compared to what it's um, in now. And it actually got me thinking about, well, what's going to happen in um, in their business, in their foundation? How is this all going to work like it's a massive pivot that they've now got um that they've got to work through and yeah that's sort of how it all came about was how is how is their working life and their personal lives going to pivot with this new set of circumstances so yeah yeah like I said before, I just, I don't, I don't really think it's going to because um, yeah. they both, they both pledged all of their personal wealth to, to the foundation and to giving everything away. So I just don't think they're going to spend a lot of time 
um, or a lot of money kind of going through this process. I think it'll be relatively clean. Not to mention, like, we're talking about a ludicrous amount of money anyway. I mean, like, how much does one person need? And they've lived their lives in that way. Um, but one thing I did find super interesting uh, when I was going through everything is, so I don't know if you girls know this, but he had a girlfriend before Melinda and apparently she's also some like absolute like Silicon Valley tech genius and I believe they both just wanted to focus on their own careers and that's why they broke up but he had written into their marriage contract so obviously not a prenup but a marriage contract that they were allowed to spend one weekend together every year for that they were married so Bill and ex-girlfriend would go stay at ex-girlfriend's place, which is apparently, I think, on a beach somewhere, and all they would do is go for walks on the beach and talk about different ideas and bounce ideas and stuff around. And I was like, mm, sure. Um, even if that's true, though, like, would you? Like, there's no way on earth. Yeah. If Matt came to me tomorrow and was like, oh, just want to go spend one weekend with my ex-girlfriend, period, let alone every year, I'd be like, yeah, well, you can go spend every weekend with her. Bye. He's yours. Yeah. That is insane. I did not see that. But I, again, I only did the research when I first seen it. So, oh my God, that is quite a development that's come out since. Yeah. Wow. wow. That actually is going to feed into our next podcast, which is all about making your own rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, if it's a boundary that they're both happy with, then power, yeah. power to them. But yeah, uh, it's a firm you. no from me. Yeah, no, nah, that's a hard no in this household. Exactly. And if Dean just so happens to be listening to this podcast, don't even ask, mate. You, <laughs> you will be showing the door very quickly. <laughs> Oh okay. my goodness. So obviously we did not jump on this um, episode to just talk about Bill and Melinda Gates. They are just our inspiration behind why we wanted to bring this topic to you. And like I said, I have talked about pivoting on my own in the past. And I feel like probably most people that know me are already very familiar with my story about pivoting. But it is still so scary when you're in the midst of like that. I guess, um, branch in the pathway of your life. And I feel like at the moment, there's a lot of people that have kind of come to that, that branch in the path and they're deciding which way they want to go. And so I thought that bringing this to you with a couple of other stories, we all love story time, um, would just really help if you're in that position yourself. So I want to start with Beck because, Beck, I know you've made like quite a number of pivots in your career in general, but I feel like the biggest pivot for you was probably, you know, due to the last year with the pandemic and everything. So do you want to just talk us through like where you've been, your journey? Yeah. So um, if you have listened to Jamie's podcast for a while, I did talk lightly on this um, in my episode a while ago but a lot has happened since so um prior to COVID um I was a travel agent with one of the big brands um here in Australia and COVID hit and I was suddenly without a job for the first time in like 10 years and I mean the first couple of weeks were great it was oh I'm just gonna sit around and watch tv I'm on holidays this is amazing and then it wasn't. It was 
too much. It was way too much free time, no purpose, no, I've got to get up and go to work and all of that sort of stuff. So I made the decision to throw myself into study and a new career path because um, COVID has pretty much stuffed travel. I think that's the nicest way I can word that. Um, It's pretty much stuffed for at least a foreseeable future and I think well into like 2023, I think, before we even get close to resembling some sort of normal sea with um, travel. So I was looking for, well, what am I good at? What what has my past experience been in work and how can I use that to become something that I'm going to enjoy doing and become a different, like a different version of me in a, um, in a business sense. And I sort of went back and was like, well, before I was in travel, I did admin for 10 plus years. And that makes me feel so old when I say that, but um, yeah, so I looked at that and I was like, okay, now what was in admin did I really like and didn't I like? And what do I enjoy doing and try to find the overlaps? And that's when I decided to launch my business, Virtual Vibrance, which is a virtual assistant uh, business, which has sort of somewhat pivoted within itself that it's actually more business development because it's not just the straight here, this is, these are the tasks I need you to do, do them. I actually look at them very, everything very holistically. Like I look at can processes be streamlined and, um, more effective or more efficient and what can we do in that space I feel like it's a little bit it's like VA on steroids let's just go with that definitely is there's so much strategy behind what you do so I do agree and I actually hadn't thought of that how you have like since the launch of your business like even pivoted within it which I think is really normal and I know when I first launched my business and one of the things that has really held me back in business is that I thought that once I decided on what my niche was going to be or my ideal client, that that was it. It was in concrete, never, ever, ever to be changed. And I would have to stick with that forever until I died. But we all know that that is just not true. Um, So I know, Beck, when you launched your business particularly, um, you were also met with a little bit of back push, I guess is the word, from people who are close to you. And I know that that's a really big thing for some people who are in like that circumstance where they're looking at different options and deciding what's best for them and weighing it up. It is normal for us to go to the people that are in our circle and the people that we love And it can be really hard when you are not met with the support that you would want under those circumstances. So can you talk us through that a little bit? Because I know that like you've kind of come through that and out on the other side. And I feel like you've really proven to people um, that, you know, your idea obviously was well worth running with. Yeah. Yeah. So I was met with quite a bit of uh, backlash isn't the right word, but uh, no. a pushback. Yeah, yeah, I think is that is probably um, best, like the words you use. It was I started doing something that I hadn't done before, which is posting a lot on social media about all sorts of stuff, and that was met with by some people as "Why are you doing that? Like that? That's just that's not what you do," and no matter how much I explained the theory and the evidence behind it, they just could not get it. And I was like, okay, these are our options. I can 
you can unfollow me or you can get used to it because this is what I'm doing essentially. Um, so yeah, and it did, it come to quite a big head and I just went, no, this is my business. I'm going to run it and do what I want to do in it. I don't post as much on my personal profile as what I used to. Um, but I'm definitely very active in my business accounts now. Yeah. So, and I still post every now and then about business stuff in my personal account, but I have also had quite a few coaches and courses and that that I've done in relation to digital marketing and everyone's got different opinions on what works and what what doesn't. So I'm just sort of figuring it out as I go. Again, this works in our next podcast of making your own rules. So, um, but yeah, I mean, even when I first launched, I launched on a Monday and on the Thursday I went out for dinner and another job fell in my lap. So the way I sort of took it all was, okay, well, obviously this is, I'm not supposed to be doing the business just yet. I'm supposed to be doing something else. I'll just listen and I'll see how that job pans out. It lasted five months. And I was like, no, I I needed that lesson from that particular job, which was you don't want to work for anyone else. You like your freedom. You don't like the micromanaging. I just needed that last little basically nail in the coffin of ever working for anyone directly ever again. Um, but whereas virtual assistants, I can work when I want to work. I My clients are very good that they know I'll assign this to Beck and as long as it's done by Friday, I don't care if she does not at midnight Thursday night, as long as I've got it for Friday. So yeah, that's probably my biggest, biggest takeaway with working for myself and just not listening to what everyone else says. I, yeah, again, that's probably, this is more probably for the next episode, but um yeah, those pivots have made it possible for me just to reaffirm what I'm doing. Yeah. And one thing I'm really curious about, because like we all know I'm the woo-woo one in here. So I would be talking about intuition. Obviously everyone uses intuition, but we all call it different things. You just knowing number one, when the job was first offered to you that, okay, you weren't meant to start your business just then. And then at the end of that job, you just knew and you just felt like, okay, now is the time to start my business for people who aren't like super spiritual or in tune with intuition and that sort of thing. Can you maybe explain like how you just knew those things? Like, was it a gut feeling? Like what was the knowing? What did it look like? for you hindsight (laughs) so hindsight tells me that's what it was um no at the time I was just like oh this is hilarious like I've literally just launched my business and a job has fallen in my lap let's let's just see what happens here and I mean that's how I was when I first got stood down for my travel job I was like well there's no point getting angry about it or upset it is what it is I can't change it so let's just let's just see how this goes and I think that's sort of an attitude. I don't know where it's come from because I don't see it anywhere else in my family, but it's just, I think it could be, I'm just reacting (laughs) backwards to the family because it's just like, well, it is what it is. Like, I'll just see how this goes. And the, when I first took that um, other job, it was supposed to be, well, originally it was possibly going to be full-time, but probably just part-time. So I was thinking I can still do both. And I finished up, ended up finishing up mid-January at that other job. But over Christmas, New Year, when we had our holidays, I had already decided I'm going to put a lot more effort into my own business because that's what I want to do. I don't want to be working for somebody else on somebody else's rules. And yeah, so a lot of it was 
and then when the job ended up finishing, I was like, okay, cool. I, I'm not mad at it. It's, it actually works out good. I've, this is now to me, when I look back, it was the universe saying back in July last year, you know, you're not ready. You need to learn something else. And then when that job finished, my, the universe gave me a kick up the butt going, yep, you're ready here. And just pushing me off the ledge and saying, go full time. So yeah. yeah. Literally jump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things that I really admire with you. You kind of just like go with the flow. Unlike me who likes to be in control of everything and I can see the girl's faces. Literally Sam looks like she's about to die laughing. (laughs) 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 And I think her screen is now frozen with her face like that. Um, So I obviously really, really like to be in control of everything. And I do really struggle with those pivots when they come up and the feelings that come with them, especially since I invested so much in a degree. So for anyone who doesn't know, my background is as a pharmacist. I studied for six years in total to be a pharmacist. I did an internship. I worked for pittance to get to where I am And then spent a couple of years in the industry and I actually hated it. I burnt myself out. I was essentially just my whole life got taken over by running other people's businesses. And I loved it secretly. I loved the business side of things, but I hated that I was like you, Beck, on someone else's schedule, on someone else's timeframe, running by someone else's rules. And so I got introduced to this whole world of coaching through actually looking for my own answers to health problems that arose through burning myself out. And it's kind of just unfolded from there. And it has been a freaking journey of pivot after pivot after pivot. Um, Each one I resisted so much more than the one previous, which is why I think it hasn't been such a nice flow like you, Beck. Um, So yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey. But I was kind of met with backlash in the way of, well, you studied so long to be a pharmacist. Like, why would you want to do this online stuff? Why would you want to be a coach? And even people that were like, what are you even doing? I just don't get it, literally. (laughs) And I actually learned to just not talk about it to people who um, I knew just wouldn't get it. And In doing that, I kind of stopped talking to everyone. Like I know when I launched this podcast, I hadn't really told anyone. I just kind of did it because I was used to just getting in this flow of doing things and not letting things arise to talk me out of it or to allow me to get in my own head. So that's definitely been my little journey of pivots, which I could talk about all day, but I'm not going to because mm-hmm. Samantha actually has done the biggest pivot of all of all of us, um, both in business, in Korea, and also in the relationship um, area, which is something that we haven't really spoken about very much. So Samantha, would you like to take us on your little journey or big journey? Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I feel like we need to really kind of do the small version of it, like the short version. Um, so I've pivoted. TLDR. <laughs> TLDR, that's exactly right. Oh, my God, my chair actually just like sunk to the ground. So excuse me for a minute. Um, please don't edit that. Please keep that in there for everyone to know. Um, We're real and raw here. You know my that. chair just pivoted for me. Um, it's a sign. So- it's a sign from the universe. <laughs> what, that I'm supposed to be shorter? 
<laughs> what is the sign? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've always kind of pivoted and changed and um, the complete opposite to Jamie. I've, I've never really cared. I've always just kind of jumped. Um, I've always been a little bit kind of jumped now. Think later. Uh, turns out not always a great way to live your life. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but no, so even from school, you know, I kind of went to uni, dropped out, went and worked a few jobs. Uh, my mum would say to me, you know, the biggest crime with me is that you have all of the ambition and none of the direction, which is really harsh, but super true at the same time. Um, and I can see Jamie laughing because she's I love them. had plenty of, plenty of pearls <laughs> from my mother over the years. Um, can't imagine why I'm in therapy. Um, so yes, yeah, so I did that. And then I was working. So I've always kind of gone with the flow and gone with the opportunities as well. So, you know, I've taken... Uh, big paying jobs for big opportunities. I've taken up left bigger paying jobs for smaller paying jobs if I believe in the cause or I think that there's potential there for growth. Um, I've always kind of gone with the flow. I moved from Townsville to Adelaide with like no thought. Um, an opportunity arrived. I threw my hands up in the air and a couple of months later I was here and I'd, I'd never I visited Adelaide before. I'd never been here. The first time I was here was the day I kind of stepped off the plane and um, you know, so that was a bit of an adventure. Um, and, you know, I've had so many life lessons and learnings and, and whatnot along the way. But I guess, yeah, my biggest my biggest few have kind of been over the last couple of years. Um, so recently, uh, a few months ago, the a business that I did have with a few business partners closed down. A uh, few things there. And I know James and I'll do a bigger podcast on that later. Um but it was a bit of that kind of perfect storm of just timing for the industry, COVID, all that jazz. Um, so that was one thing. And on that particular subject, I guess, uh, probably a bit like Beck to begin with, I was a bit like, woo, and I, I needed a break, to be honest. I'd been paddling pretty hard for like five years. So kind of needed to sit on the couch for a solid week or two and, and do sweet F all. Um, and then I started applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, and wasn't getting anywhere and I had kind of been speaking to Jamie about you know what what did I want to do what direction did I want to go in I was applying for a lot of business manager roles and those kind of you know higher end sort of admin roles um, and then I had a fantastic opportunity fall in my lap to work with someone um, that was offering a good rate. So that was enough to kind of keep me going. And then everything really just evolved from there into what the business collective is now. So probably only over a period of days, um, because that's how I roll. Jamie takes three years. <laughs> I take three minutes. Um, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had this idea and it evolved. And initially it was me being a, an online business manager. And then it kind of went no, well, we can do more here. And then there was, I was identifying things that were holes in the market that I couldn't fill, but I knew other girls who could. Um, and it kind of went from there. And I guess I actually um, really kind of had to go with the universe because I didn't want to work for myself again, necessarily. I was a bit burnt out. I kind of just wanted to go work for someone else and take a paycheck from us, see. Um, but I was applying and getting nowhere. And it was sort of like, all right, well, I have to take control of this situation. Like it's 
as much as I'm all for like manifesting and whatnot, shit doesn't actually just take care of itself. You've got to do something. Um, so I decided to take control of the situation and launch my own business again. And as Beck said, we'll get into this in the next episode in terms of, um, you know, the, the boundaries and benefits. Oh, that's the episode uh, name there, boundaries and benefits. Boundaries. Um, nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a big one. Um, and now I think I launched the business only a few weeks ago. Um, and as I said before, you know, I really just kind of did it. Um, and, and now the work's kind of coming across to, to really get that kind of off the ground and, and get a solid income coming through from that, which is obviously what we are all in the game for is to support the life that we choose. So, uh, secondly to that, uh, just over a year or so ago, I left my husband. Um, so that was a really big one, probably not one. I mean, everyone knows, but, um, not something that's been too discussed definitely publicly um you know I haven't put up an Instagram post about our conscious uncoupling and you know please asking the press to uh support our request for privacy at this time um so I'm waiting for that post that's got to come up after this episode (laughs) oh my god no so uh yes everyone knows but um I guess what they don't know is probably about two years prior to that so almost three years ago now um my ex-husband and I had a you know pretty serious conversation in terms of uh spending the next 12 months sort of really working to try and make each other happy um it was definitely like a mutual thing where we knew that we weren't making each other happy um I was definitely the one who brought the conversation to the forefront but definitely not alone in those feelings and then we probably gave it Uh, about 20 months after that so you know we really um kind of extended that out in our hopes and um uh honestly I probably dragged my feet for those last few months as I'm sure most people can imagine we were together for 11 odd years it would have been our ninth wedding anniversary in a week actually so you know we we did really give it a, a good shot um most people were quite shocked um to find it out because I'm pretty good at putting the perfect picture forward. Um, So I know my best friends and whatnot were not overly surprised, but um, my parents almost dropped dead at the announcement. Um, Had such pearls of wisdom as, have you tried counselling to offer me? So that was super helpful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, and that was a really hard decision, but a really, really good one. Um, again, I knew that we weren't making each other happy. My ex is now with someone who suits him really well and he's super happy and I'm head over heels in love with Matt. Um, we now live together and are planning our future together. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, the big takeaway from that is don't get married at 22. Um, that would be primary advice for everyone, really. Uh, I actually don't really know many people who got married that young that are actually still together. A few of the other girls that I know got married at the same time-ish as me are all separated as well. So definitely something to say about that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think that's I think that's really it for my TLDR life story. Yes, I, Beth, like I, did. I actually have a question. How Brilliant. Long, yeah. How long were you and your ex together before you got married? Like when did you two get together? Um, I think it was just shy of three years. Okay. Yeah. Mm. No, because mm. I know a lot of people that um, 
as you said, that they got married young and they aren't together anymore, but usually they've been together since they were in high school, just 18, so they never really did the whole party. Real life. Yeah, Yeah. like really experienced life before they got married. So I just wondered if, like, when you guys got together, if that was possibly a contributing factor. Like, I feel like everyone does it, regardless of when you get married, am I missing out on something that sort of plays in their heads? But, yeah. That's yeah yeah no um yeah I mean obviously there's so much to say on it and um yeah. James if you want to do a uh, relationship panel at some point then yeah. we can definitely delve delve more into it um but I guess you know the biggest thing for me I remember when I moved to from Townsville to Adelaide one of the girls I knew up there she said to me um in regards to the move I wish I could be as brave as you and I know there's so many people who'd be like oh and I was like what the fuck? Like it really pissed me off because I was like, you're like evangelizing me for moving. Like what? You're what? You wish you could be as brave as me. Like that's not brave. It's probably just like I don't nothing. Like it's nothing. Like people move all the time. It's not bravery. But it really shit me off because I was just like, how many people make decisions out of fear? Yeah. And you know, and like I get it, you know, leaving my husband and taking on mad amounts of financial debt for a business that now no longer exists, not a great financial decision for my future, but I never wanted to be that girl that was like, oh, I stayed for financial security. Um, I stayed because, you know, I didn't know if anyone would ever love me. I stayed because of the children, the worst one ever. Please stop fucking up your kids and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just all of that sort of stuff is just like, it's just so many excuses out there. And honestly, it just shits me to tears. And it's something that's always stuck with me because I'm just like, too many people are hiding from their own fear. And I understand that my way of living is not for everybody. And like Matt is the complete opposite to me. Like I am literally just wake up one day and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And by the afternoon I've done it. Whereas Matt's like, I need to spend three to four weeks researching and then create an Excel spreadsheet based on, you know, risk analysis of making this particular choice. And he does my head in because, you know, just trying to like plan a trip or something it's just like I'm surrounded by atlases and Google and I'm just like, I don't care. Just like tell me when I need to be ready. And he's the opposite because I was like, oh, I've done this today. And he's like, oh, I know you vaguely said something about it, but I didn't realise you were going to do it. I was like, yeah, I just, just kind of did it. Like, sorry, I didn't put any like thought process into it really. I just kind of went out and did it on my own. So, um, so yeah, we, we balance each other out a little bit there whilst also driving each other a little bit bonkers. So Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you just described Jamie and you as well. <laughs> Jamie's pretty much Matt. I can mm. be an overthinker, but yeah, I'm sort of the in between. I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, let's just see what happens if I do this. And but I'll go, all right, now this is calculated risk. We'll we'll do a little bit of research first, maybe like a day, and I'll be like, ah, yeah, that seems good enough. Yeah, let's go. So we'll just say yeah. when I make a decision then I'm like, okay, this is done. Let's do this. It's just that the point to get me to the decision yes, <laughs> may or may not take weeks to months to sometimes years. Yes. Okay. I've planned your honeymoon. I know exactly what yeah. you're like with research <laughs> and spreadsheets and 
everything. So I say I planned it. You planned it. I booked it. I planned it. You booked yes. it. Yes. <laughs> because that's how you work. You you think things through and you look at everything. And yeah. Yeah. And can I just say to anyone listening to like, we all joke about this and me being an overthinker and Beck, I know you're putting yeah. your hand up to be an overthinker as well. Yes. But um, I just want to like bring to light that there's nothing actually wrong with that. If that's your pattern and you're the person who really needs to think something through and balance it all out and look at the pros and cons of everything and create a spreadsheet and an Asana board and whatever else you need to do to come to the decision of what's right for you, that is what you need to do. The only thing that I have to say on that note is that once you have decided, you just need to take the action because it's all good and well to be talking about pivoting and talking about making these decisions and you're going to launch a business and you're going to try and get a new job because you're not happy in your other one, whatever it is for you, whatever it looks like for you. The most important thing is that once you have come to that decision, that you take the action. You have to take the action because otherwise you're still just stuck in the same place with an idea running through your mind. Yes, 100%. I am a big one for I love a list. You give me a list, give me pros and cons. I will think over something. But at a certain point, I'm just like, okay, I need to bounce this off somebody else if they think it's a good idea as well, just to as my sanity check. Sometimes it's, no, that's terrible. I'm like, cool, I'm still going to do it. But... It's just to check how I feel about everything. So, yeah, that's pretty much, you can be an overthinker, but then you can also take it sort of too far. Sometimes where you, it's like analysis paralysis, as we've said before. So if you're thinking about making a pivot or something, yeah, do your pros and cons, but also do what feels right. I'm going to do a little bit of woo-woo here. Um, Yeah, just do whatever feels right in your in your being. So I just wanted to jump in on that. Um, the other thing too that I just wanted to mention because Jamie is the absolute queen of this in the worst possible way and this is not news to her because I've told her this before. It does not have to be perfect yes. to start. Oh my God, yeah. I cannot reiterate this enough. <laughs> like it does not have to be perfect, Jamie. You don't have to have everything outlined perfected to a t to start because if you do that you end up spending three years chasing your tail around in circles doing actually nothing because it's not quite perfect yet and I guess that was the thing that I did when I was setting up the business collective is um in terms of my pricing right so I wanted to go in low I wanted to go in lower than um, some of my competition out there. And it's not because I'm undervaluing my own skills. Um, It's because I actually want to be able to work with more clients, continue to adjust, evolve and pivot within, not just within my business, but within the particles of my business to continue to fine tune, evolve. And then as that continues to grow, then I can increase my offering, increase my price point because I'm increasing my value at the same time. Whereas if I spent my time trying to collate this ultimate of ultimate things, I would still have to pivot once I start because once I start getting involved with more and more people and learning more about 
different circumstances, not to mention, you know, let's just think about how quickly things change in 2021. I mean, what, probably six months ago, what the fuck was an Instagram reel? Six months. And now all the businesses are having to pivot to integrate, like to integrate that into their offerings and, and integrate that into their business in the way that they're presenting to the world. So the other issue with trying to make things perfect is by the time you nail it, the world's moved six months ahead and you've got to fucking start again. Jamie's nodding a lot right now for everyone who can't see what's happening here. She is nodding because Queen Perfectionist over there it was exactly stuck in that sort of cycle and therefore you just never get anywhere. Like you just don't. It's like literally trying to paddle a canoe with one, what are they, oars? You just end up going around a fucking circle. That was a horrific analogy. I don't know, I don't know why I went to canoe. <laughs> Canoe. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my God. Um, yes. But you get what I'm saying. So yeah. that's the other thing too. If you want to pivot, you know, like take a little bit from all of us, I feel like you need to probably – Take my don't give a shit attitude in terms of not letting people um, get in your head, not letting people let you down. You need to take Beck's, you know, list, pros and cons, bit of analysis, you know, a little bit more of a measured approach. And, you know, take take a take an inch of, of Jamie's, you know, dedication to the craft though because she does spend a lot of time and a lot of effort, per, per, sorry, perfecting everything to make sure there is some nice polish you know, there just there needs to be a balance between the three of us. You know, you want to have yeah. you polished without being perfect. You want to, you know, do your pros and cons, but don't let everybody get in your head. Um, and like Beck said too, if people are commenting like, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Oh, fuck off, Stephen. Like, who cares? You know, that's the thing too. Everyone just needs to stay in their own goddamn box. And unless it's hurting you personally or actually hurting the people around you, People need to have so many less opinions, which I know is amazing coming from me, but seriously, <laughs> they do. Like, keep them to yourself. Like, go start yeah. your own podcast. I don't give a shit what you do, Stephen. Just go away. Yeah. Yeah, look, I have to completely agree with that. That is brilliant. Um, one other thing that sort of plays into that perfectionism thing is, and I only heard this recently in a course that I was doing, um, was school, uni, learning gives you that perfectionist because there is okay, there's 20 words that I need to spell and I need to get them all right to get 100%. There's no such thing as 100% in business. You can't get everything perfect. So the way that they sort of negated that with all of us perfectionists that were online was 80% is perfect. 80%, if you can get it to 80% of what you think is perfect, you're already in the perfect zone. Because... It's like close enough is good enough, right? Yeah. Close enough is good enough. And yeah. Just keep evolving, keep changing, and yeah. then you don't feel stuck. You know, you don't kind yeah. of get into those business ruts, personal life ruts, you know, anything. And the other thing is too, and this is another, sorry, Jamie, I know I'm just personally attacking you today, but um, <laughs> the other thing I've said to Jamie is about being more open-minded when it comes to opportunities that are presenting themselves. Because I've said to Jamie before, one of her biggest problems is that she's constantly waiting for doors to open. Yeah. But she's missing the windows that are all open around her. You know, the universe is trying to send her signs, but because they don't look exactly like what she has in mind, she's not taking those opportunities and taking those risks. So I think that that's another really big thing if we're talking about pivots and we're talking about intuition and all of that sort of stuff is keep an eye out for the things that, that you know, don't look quite what you think they're going to look like, but maybe there's something worth investing 
investigating there um, because I don't think I'd be anything where I am today if I was closed-minded or, you know, I really want, and, you know, even just getting back to the relationships things, like, you know, no little girl's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be 31 and divorced. How exciting. But, you know, it, it leaves me open to just so much more in the future, right? It leaves me open to having this, you know, magical unicorn of a relationship like I have with Matt now. And if I hadn't taken that sort of risk and taken that gamble, well, I wouldn't get to experience the love that I have now. And there's so much to say about that just because it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. That's not reason enough to not do it. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I did, I actually really wanted to finish on that note because I think there are so many of us and it's ingrained into us, right? Like we're taught, these are the rules, right? When you're growing up, you go to school, you get good grades or as good as you can, you leave and you either get a really good job or you go to uni and you study. And like, there's this whole big painted picket fence picture that we're all sort of ingrained with. And so when you grow up with that and it's just kind of like built into you, it is really hard to see the windows when you're waiting for the door. So I know that I'm definitely not alone. I do not actually feel attacked at all because nobody's telling me anything new. I've done so much work on myself. I can see all this stuff now. It's just working on actually changing these patterns. Um, So no, I don't feel, I don't feel attacked at all. Thank you, Samantha. Um, But yeah, I do, I do think that it is important for everyone to take note of that because I know that there are so many people out there in the same position as me, where you're asking the universe for signs and the universe is fucking giving you signs. They just don't look like what you think they look like. Mm. So I think on that note, ladies, I feel like we've well and truly covered it, covered the pivoting topic. Does anyone have any like last little bits of advice for anyone who right in this moment is stuck at that crossroads? They don't know what to do. They're, you know, just waiting for that sign that they're missing. (laughs) Who wants to be the one to drop the sign? You know what? I think in that, especially if you're at a crossroads, have a look at either direction and think about what your life might look like in one, five, 10 years, depending on which path you go down, like you go down Mm -hmm. to, then we can do a back and create a little list of the pros and cons of either one of those. And, you know, go with what you think is going to create the happiest version of you and the happiest version of your life. And I think the answer it's not that the answer isn't never stand still. I think there's such a beauty and stillness, um, I'm in a bit of a kind of stillness phase whilst I'm also in a pivoting phase at the moment. And it's, it's really lovely to have the security of stillness sometimes. But if the stillness is not going to lead you to where you want to go or the stillness is not going to lead you to a happy place, then you need to take some sort of decisive action and change the direction you're heading in. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Love it. I think that is the perfect way to sign off. So thank you, Samantha, and we will speak soon. Thanks for listening, lady. If you love this episode as much as I loved recording it, please leave me a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, come and join me on Instagram at Jamie Lee White or in my VIP Facebook community, Everyday Queens, Women in Business Creating Their Dream Life, where I share all of my business and mindset advice. Until then, have a beautiful week.